Good morning. Do you know what today is? It's my birthday. Yes, yes, yes. Today is my birthday and I am super excited. I have been on this earth 51 years today. And I am so thankful to God for allowing me to see another birthday. So many people are not alive today, did not make it to their birthday this year. So to make it to your birthday is truly, truly, truly a blessing. But to make it to your birthday and to be in good health and a good mind and um, to have your mind, to be, have everything going right in your life or uh, most of the things going right in your life. You know, that is truly a blessing because we could be in so many places right now. We could be in prison. We could be um, in the hospital tremendously suffering. We could be going through all types of things right now. But I am so thankful to my Heavenly Father for keeping me in good health and in good spirits and giving me a mind to want to um, serve Him today. Um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Conversations with Dr. Jennifer Araya. This is brought to you by Araya Global Ministries, and I am Dr. Jennifer Araya. And I consider myself to be many things. I'm a mother, grandmother, friend, therapist, life coach, motivational speaker, at um, you name it, I'm that. But more importantly, I am an evangelist and I am doing the work of God. I started a Riot Health service, Services a few years ago after I graduated from Jacksonville State University with a master's in clinical mental health counseling. And... Araya, the name came from God. You know, when God changes you and gives you a new perspective on life, as you know from the people in the Bible like Adam, Sarah, he gave them a new name as well. Well, my name is Araya. Araya means lioness of God. So that tells you that I am on fire for God. If you're my Facebook friend, you'll often see me post pictures of lions. Why? Because lions are the king of the jungle, not because they're the fastest, not because they're the smartest, not because they're the biggest, but because of the way that they think. It is their thinking that makes them believe that they can overpower or conquer any of the other animals in the jungle. And that is the way that I think. My goal is not to um to conquer anyone else or to overpower anyone else. My um, goal is simple, is to be a lioness of God, and that is to uh, do the will of God and do it to the best of my ability. As you all know, I also am attending Capella University, and I'm working on a PhD in counselor's education and supervision. So that's where you see me use the doctoral um title at yes 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 so hopefully one day i will um complete that part of my life um i believe in setting goals but i also believe that it is important to finish what you have started with that being said um, let me reiterate and back up and talk about my birthday, for example, for a few minutes. Yes, I am excited about my birthday, but you know what I'm more excited about? And I know this is going to sound weird to you guys, but I'm more concerned about my death day because I don't know when that is. 
None of us knows, but God says the hairs on our head are numbered. So that means that we need to be more concerned with the day that we die instead of being so fixated on the day that we were born because we will never see that day again. But we all have uh, an appointment with death. I was looking at my Facebook memories this morning and I saw, I remember when my, do my daughter bought me a beautiful watch last year on my birthday, a beautiful fossil watch. And I was so happy. I posted a picture and it showed up in my memories this morning. And you know what? Time is ticking away for all of us. Do not miss your opportunity on earth to be and do what God has called you to do. I truly believe that we come from heaven to earth um, we come into this world with gifts and talents that this world needs. Your, you being born on this earth and my being born is not, uh, it's not a mistake, guys. God sent us here with specific gifts and talents that are needed for this particular time. I know everybody's trying to figure out. What am I here for? Why am I here? What can I do? How can I do it? I'm so lost. Most of my clients are still struggling with the meaning of life. Well, you first and foremost, if you go back to Genesis, God talks about in the beginning, uh, God created the heaven and earth. We, all, we know all that. He created everything in the world. Everything was beautiful, wonderful, good. Then he created man and woman. He created them equally, not man, but man, male and female equally. He created them in the image and likeness of God. That means that man and woman, female and male, are both equally created in the image of God. Just go back to Genesis and read it for yourself. Man is not superior to woman, but man is head of woman. That doesn't make him superior. That makes him equal, but head of woman. It was man who God gave um, the command to, to not eat from that tree. It was man that deceived God, Woman uh, that disobeyed God. Woman was deceived. Man disobeyed God. And so for that reason... Uh, inside of that one man was all men, just like God took Eve out of Adam. Inside of that one man's loins was all men. So when Adam sinned, we all sinned. And as a result, we all are paying the penalty because sin entered the world and through us. And we're born with a sinful nature. And as a result, we got what we are going through today. And my message is clear. There is something seriously wrong with the human mind as evidenced by pain, suffering, crisis, chaos, and confusion started in the garden. It's been going on for thousands and hundreds of years. And guess what? It's still going on today. Why? Because we're moving closer and closer and closer to what? Jesus' return. So all of this stuff has to happen because... Um, the good book says that Jesus comes back in the end and he restores the earth and uh, we go through judgment and all that. So what what do we need to do? We need to 
find our way to God. And the only way to go to God is through who? Jesus Christ. So that is what I, that's just basically my whole message in a nutshell today. No matter what you're going through. And I know there's a lot of stuff on the internet right now. A lot of people trying to get you not to believe in Jesus and want you to believe in a whole lot of other things. But, you know, I respect all these other prophets and I'm not going to call them out because I don't want to offend anyone. But um, I respect all the other prophets, especially the ones that really talk goodness and peace and love and joy and all that. But. Uh, with all due respect, guys, Jesus Christ is the only one that died for so that the the world could be saved through him. Um, no other prophet ever rose anybody from the dead. No, no other prophet ever healed the sick, fed the poor. They may have fed the poor, but they never um, walked on water or anything like that. And no other prophet has ever said, I will be back. Only Jesus Christ proclaims to be the son of God and I believe that he is the son of God and he said that he would come back and no other prophet but Jesus Christ died for our sins and when he died all those that believed in him the Holy Spirit of God came to live within them I believe that the Holy Spirit of God lives within me as well and constantly um, I'm having to war between my sinful nature and God. But what I do, what I've learned to do is just to really follow God wholeheartedly. And what I teach a lot of my clients um, to do is um, when you're, you're battling, because we're battling so many different things. But, you know, the battlefield, the number one place that the battlefield is, is in the human mind. Um, when I went to school, I took up sociology. My, my undergraduate is in sociology with a minor in political science. I took up um, sociology because I wanted to understand human suffering from uh, a social standpoint. My entire life, ever since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to know more. I had a thirst for knowledge. And like I said, God put a calling on my life at a very young age. I gave my life to Christ around 30 years old. And I spent the last 20 years just trying to get right, get it right, trying to break, let go sins um, that were what had a stronghold on me as well. Learning how to fast and how to give up things and let go of things. And God has really, really, really been working in my life and he's still working today. I'm still struggling just like everyone else. I'm still breaking down strongholds. God is still opening up many, uh, my eyes to many things and my ears to many things that I've been blind I'm deaf too. I thank you, Jesus, and uh, thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, for continuing to work with me. Um, and I just pray, and I ask y'all, you guys, to pray with me as well, because we um, we're sleepers. Um, Apostle Paul talks about; he tells us that we need to wake up, and a lot of people are waking up, um, and and we're asleep to our spiritual side, guys. When God created us in Genesis. He created us in his likeness and his image. And if you recall in Genesis, God is a spirit. So God created us spiritually first, 
given us his image and his likeness to be just like him. And then he created a physical body and put our spirits in those bodies. So when we die, the physical body is going to die. But um, the spiritual, you just join the spiritual world. And, um, well, I think we go to sleep. And then on Judgment Day, um, Jesus wakes us up or something to that effect. And we all stand before God. We're going to get new new bodies, those of us that go to heaven. Anyway, so that is my point in a nutshell that we need to, instead of condemning each other, we need to turn around and look at ourselves, look at our minds. Um, we come into this world blank slates. We go through so many things in life. Unfortunately, since birth, many of us were taught the wrong things. And that becomes the way that we see the world. Our minds, we're born with a sinful nature, but then our minds uh, are taught um, to develop our personality based upon things that we've experienced in life. So if you've been through a lot of suffering, pain, turmoil, and all that as a little kid, then you have practiced learning how to be depressed your whole life. Um, a lot of people have practiced many different things, and so... They will find themselves oscillating between many different things uh, in their mind and in their life. Um, a lot of people are on drugs and alcohol today. Um, a lot of times we're, we're trying to fill that void in our life. What we don't realize is we're looking for what Adam and Eve lost in the beginning, and that is paradise. We are trying to find it in food. We're trying to find it in sex. We're trying to find it in everything. We are looking for our our relationship with God that is what Adam lost whatever Jesus Jesus Christ is brought is what Adam lost and Jesus constantly talked about the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of heaven is like this the kingdom of heaven is like that that is what Adam lost he lost the kingdom guys he lost his relationship with God because he disobeyed him and for that reason, he lost the kingdom and he lost his way. Um, his his kids came into this world. Um, Cain and Abel. Cain, he had the wrong mindset. He was thinking wrong. And God, um, you know, they both presented their gifts. He didn't present the right gift. And God had a talk with them because God see, saw how he was feeling and what he was going through. And he was like, you know, you need to master that sin. You need to um, master your thinking, Cain. You're thinking wrong. And instead of Cain looking inward to his own thoughts, he became, he allowed his mind to take over. And so um, the hatred grew in his mind. And those are delusions. Um, I treat delusions all the time. He was based, he, he, he thought that it was something that his brother did, but his brother didn't do anything. He just did not do right by God. So he was not accepted by God and it turned into pain sometimes pain can come uh if you don't deal with it it can turn into depression and make you have suicidal thoughts or it can turn into anger and make you have homicidal thoughts I treat people for homicides homicidal ideas and suicidal ideas I've seen it all and so as a result Cain killed his brother and as a result um, God had still had to protect him, but Cain had to move further away from God. So he went out into the world and, um, you know, uh, Adam and Eve did finally have another child, Seth. And 
Adam said, this is a child after my, uh, just like him. He And so Seth, through Seth's bloodline, we see a lot of great men um, coming to the world later on in life. Um, actually, there was this one, one of uh, Seth's descendants, Enoch. Enoch walked with God, and he was so close to God, and, and he pleased God so much that Enoch didn't even die. God just came and took him from the earth. He was just that righteous, and that's what we have to do, guys. Where we have to lean not on our understand our own understanding. We cannot trust our minds. I can't trust my mind at all. Do you know why? Because my mind contains thoughts, beliefs, uh, rituals, ideas from this world, and the carnal mind cannot please God. That is why God says your mind has to be renewed he says do not conform to this world that means pay attention to what's going on in this world and then copy other people around you he says be transformed by renewing your mind with the word of god why because he is trying to save us god loves everybody i know he the the bible talks about the children the children of israel and God do love his children of Israel, but God loves everybody. He does not want anybody to die and go to hell. God created everybody in the world, and for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, guys, but have everlasting life. God loves you. I don't care what you have done. I don't care how you have mistreated people in the past. Hurting people hurt people. I don't care if you've stolen, you've used drugs. I don't care if you was a prostitute. There was this one lady in the Bible, guys. She was caught in the act of adultery. So that means if she was caught in the act of adultery, that means the man that was with her was caught as well right well in deuteronomy it talks about um if you if someone is caught in the act of adultery sleeping with somebody that's not their husband um then they must be stoned to death and so uh the people of that time you know they're just like us they quick to criti criticize want to throw you under the bus real fast um like they you know so perfect and so they came to Jesus and like, look, we caught this woman. They didn't say the man, just the woman. We caught her in the act of adultery. And um, the book says we, the uh, Mosaic law says we supposed to stone her to death. And what do you think about that? Um, Jesus was like, he knew they were trying to uh, trap him up as well. And so he, you know, he was digging down in the dirt. He wouldn't even look at him. But I think personally that he was just trying to, you know, not um, embarrass um, the young lady. Um, so... He was like, you know what, um, let he amongst you without sin, how about you cast the first stone? And so uh, it says one by one they all went away. Why? Because they all had sin, right? But you know what, there was one person there that was perfect and had never sinned. And he could have chosen to throw a stone at her, but he chose to not condemn her. And that's what he's saying to all of us, that instead of condemning other people for things that they're doing wrong, we must learn how to show mercy to other people. 
And I, another thing that I thought about that as well, so uh, there was another lady in the Bible, um, Mary Magdalene. Um, she was um, the woman that Jesus cast, I think, seven demons out of. And uh, she was one of his loyal disciples as well. And uh, what, what I found interesting about that was... Um, if you ever read the book of Mary uh, Magdalene, it's actually not in the Bible. It's actually with the Apophrakas because they chose not to put that book in the Bible. There's a lot of books that um, have not been included in the Holy Bible. Um, and so be careful when you read those as well. Um, but I did read that one because I was interested in it because I wanted to understand a little more because they talked about how Jesus really loved her more than all the other disciples. And some people try to say they had this romantic relationship. Well, I don't believe that because Jesus came from heaven and he knew what he was here for. And he had self-control over his body. And he knew what his mission was. So um, that was just man looking through carnal eyes and not understanding that the real reason Jesus kept that, at least that I think Jesus kept those women so close to him, let's be real, guys. Um, there were a lot of men following Jesus, a lot of men. And Jesus knew everybody's heart, and he was working with everybody. Like I said, he, he casted those demons out of Mary Magdalene. So... He um, was working with everybody there. They don't tell how many people had demons. They just talked about her. But he knew everybody's heart. Um, and so I think that he kept those ladies close to him to keep them safe. Uh, because you know that um, the Bible refers to the woman as the weaker sex. Um and sometimes we can um, look at things from an emotional standpoint. Um, in therapy, um, I talk to a lot of um, women and I've experienced it myself. Um, and oftentimes um, we see things differently from men. Men are more logical, uh, meaning they look at things from a logistic standpoint, from a reality-based standpoint, but women, we are the incubators and we are the multipliers. And so we utilize a, a tremendous amount of emotionality with situations, which can sometimes prevent us from being logical. We look at how pretty it is and how beautiful it is and how it smells and just all kind of adjectives to describe those situations instead of just being logical. Well, that opens the door up to manipulation because um, men who are logical are also very smart. Not all men, but some men will say things that are beautiful and pretty and tell you things that you want to hear to fulfill their needs 
And that is how a lot of women oftentimes get trapped in these cycles of being used and exploited and all that for many, many, many years because the men will repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat those pretty words over and over and over again. And what you don't realize is that those pretty words are just like drugs. So they will trap you in your mind by making you, it will become embedded in your mind and you'll start telling yourself what they're telling you and you'll start believing that and your mind will hold on to that. Now you are addicted to that man and your mind is sending you back to him for more. And that's how those cycles of addictions um, to toxic relationships come about and are maintained. Same thing with men. Men are logical creatures and so they look at beautiful women and um, same process is just you're utilizing um, your imagination to look at this beautiful woman over and over and over and um, it's becoming downloaded into your mind pretty soon your mind starts to produce images and all of that that's why the bible tells you that imagination is a waste of time because it will allow you to become fixated on things of this world instead of focusing on why you are here what you can do while you're here and um it it'll pre it, it'll prevent you from um doing what you need to do for the for God. I I'm thinking about Zacchaeus in the Bible. Um Jesus was par uh passing through Jericho uh on his way to the cross actually. And um Zacchaeus was a tax a tax collector. He was rich. He had a lot of money and a lot of material things during that time cuz he was taxing people to death. And um, Zacchaeus had heard about Jesus. And so he wanted to see him. Zacchaeus was pretty short. And so he, he heard about Jesus. And he was like, you know, I'm going to climb this tree <laughs> so I can see Jesus when he comes through. And sometimes you got to do what you need to do in order to see and be seen by someone like Jesus. And so he climbed the tree and um, he was willing to do what other people was not willing to do. And that's probably why he became so rich too. And so he climbed that tree and Jesus looked up and seen him. He was like, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to have lunch. I'm going to have dinner at your house tonight. I'm going to stay with you. And um, Zacchaeus um, became a believer. And he loved, he, he learned to follow Jesus and love Jesus and Zacchaeus gave half of his, of his money and wealth away to the poor. He learned, he, had, he started to learn to follow Jesus and started listening to the teachings of Jesus. And he changed his life. And that's what we want to do. We want to become more Christ-like. That is the goal. That was Jesus' teaching back in the day. And that is his teaching today. Uh, and that is for us to become more like him um, and less like the world. 
Um, Jesus is the savior of the world and um, he gave his life so that we could all live. Um, and I thank Jesus for, I thank God through Jesus for everything that he's doing for all of us. Jesus was on his mission in life. And just like Jesus, guys, we all have a mission. If you don't know what that mission is, it's not the job that you do, but it is what you enjoy doing that you can actually do for free and that you find yourself doing all the time. Because the body of Christ is made up of many different members. There's deacons, there's teachers, there's preachers, there's evangelists, there's missionaries. The body of Christ is made up of all kind of people. And what is the goal of the body of Christ? To spread the good news, to convince people to come to Jesus, to, to repent of their sins and give their life to Jesus. Why? So that um, Jesus can heal us and so that we can be forgiven and so that we can go to heaven one day and so that we can do what we were was called to do on earth. God will, will heal our minds. He'll restore our minds. The Holy Spirit of God will come to you and start working with you and showing you things that you're doing wrong and thinking wrong. A lot of people in this world um, are suffering from tremendous depression and anxiety and uh, psychosis. Psychosis, now that's a big one because psychosis distorts reality. Uh, it prevents you from knowing what is real and what's not. And some symptoms of psychosis are like delusions. Delusions are fixed beliefs um, that you believe, but they're actually not real. A lot of people have fixed delusions. Some people think that people are in love with them, but it's all in their minds. Some people think that other people are out to get them. It's all in their minds. Some people um, have um, delusions that their spouses are, uh, are treating on, cheating on them. Um, I've treated many people with delusions like that. Um, they come to me saying, I, I believe that my spouse is cheating on me. Um, they're doing this, 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 and this. And I said, well, where's your proof? Where's your proof that they're doing this? Um, I had this one gentleman to show me a picture of his, his wife sitting in a car with her lover. And I looked at the picture and I looked at him and I said, sir, reality is based upon what you and I agree, um, that it is. Now we have to both see this hear this um if not it's probably a psychosis auditory and visual hallucinations are gustatory, meaning taste um are all hallucinations well unfortunately this young man was not only delusional but he was suffering from visual hallucinations and I told him, sir, there's nobody in this picture. He showed me another picture. And I looked at him and shook my head and said, no, sir, there's nobody in this picture. I'm sorry. And I received a letter from 
family members um, telling me about his symptoms as well. And needless to say, um, he was suffering from um, schizophrenia or bipolar um, behavior with um, delusions or something of that nature. Um, a lot of people suffer from um, psychosis. Many people suffer from depression. Um, it's so hard to try to help people to overcome depressed thinking because all of their thoughts are depressed. Just like people that believe in a lot of lies, all of their thoughts distort reality. Um, and it's so hard um, to help people to change the way that they think. And that is what God says to do, that we must renew our minds. So how did our minds get that way in the first place? Like I said in the beginning, through repetition and practice, being in environments, unhealthy, toxic environments. If you're around, um, maybe you grew up, your father cheated on your mom and your mom cheated on your dad. And that made you not trust. Um, or maybe you were abused by a lot of different people. And that made you not trust people. Well, when you don't trust people, that makes you become suspicious. And so that's how those thoughts, you, they start ruminating in your mind. And before long, that becomes your way of thinking. And as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So whatever kind of way you've been thinking since childhood... That is the way that you grew, and that is the way that you are growing, and that is the way that you will continue to grow until you change your mindset. But remember, thoughts are like seeds that we plant in the ground. So whatever thoughts you plant in the garden of your mind will produce fruit. For example, if you produce thoughts of depression, well, then you're going to develop flowers of depression, meaning you're going to be sad all the time. You're going to, some people have suicidal thoughts. Some people have, they just can't get through the day. Some people start drinking and using drugs because they have a depressed mindset. Same thing with anxiety. God says, be anxious for nothing. But in all things, give thanks to God and he will help you to get through whatever it is that you are going through. Cast all your cares on God, all your fears on God, because he loves you. If you think about David in the Bible, David was the king of Israel. And he went through a lot of things, even before he became king. You know, Saul had become real desperate uh, because people were celebrating David more than him. And so he became homicidal. He became upset and depressed and all that. But instead of becoming suicidal, he became homicidal. He started trying to kill David. See, when we're not thinking right, it can lead us down dark, dark, dark paths in life and so Saul tried to kill David and um, David was scared of him and he was running and hiding and all that and David did you know he was a guy a, 
man after God's own heart. So he didn't want to hurt Saul. So there was many times that David could actually hurt Saul, but he chose not to. And it was because of the way that he thinks, you know, um, David was a good king and all that. He, he, he really was. But again, we all have issues, right? And David had an issue. Um, he saw this beautiful young lady one day and he started utilizing those thoughts and in <laughs> those imaginations and they got away from him, didn't he? And he lost focus and he could he so he kept thinking about that woman and before you know it he 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 you know, he slept with her and had a husband killed and he ended up having a baby by her and um the baby died as you know, unfortunately. Well, what's the moral of that? You gotta be able to control yourself. You got to pay attention to how you're thinking, especially when it comes to other people. You're gonna see a lot of beautiful people on this earth, um, and a lot of attractive people now because we have social media, and that has always been a problem. But social media allows you to see a whole lot of people, and so that's where you're gonna have to be deeply rooted and grounded in God. And um, understanding the importance of following the laws of God. Um, Mosaic laws, there's over 600 and some laws. That's a lot of laws. Thank God for Jesus. The laws um, was um, given to Moses to show us just how sinful we really and truly are. Right, but Jesus came um, to give us everlasting life, and so that we could uh, no longer be under the penalty of the law. Um, when we confess and believe in Jesus, the blood of Jesus um, took our our sins and nailed them to the cross, and so. Um, through Jesus, we're set free. And he who the Son sets free is free indeed. So we are so thankful to Jesus. But does that mean that we no longer have to follow the laws? We still have to follow the laws of God. But we are under grace. But the more we follow the laws of God, guys, the more righteous we live, the more order we become. Laws help to bring about order. Without laws, our world would be nasty, brutish, disgusting, horrible. And what's going on in our world today? Just look around. Everybody's doing everything. Disorder is growing like crazy. I don't have to tell you about the disorder. You're intelligent. You were born in the image of God too. You can look and see for yourself. I do not have to say this, 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 and this. You already know. So the world is continuously moving towards disorder. And as a result, more pain, suffering, crisis, chaos, and confusion is coming into this world. And so we need Jesus more than ever because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Not just spiritually, but every other kind of way as well. And just we just went recently went through what? A pandemic. 
Never thought I'd ever see anything like that in his lifetime. Killed millions of people all over the world. Judgment came to the world. And Jesus talks about that. Um, the signs that um, the end is near. He talks about wars and rumors of wars. He talks about um, diseases and pestilence in one place after the other. Um, he says all kind of things about the signs uh, that the end of the world is near. And so what we have to do is just hold on. We have to hold on and we got to build the foundation of our mind on the word of God. He talks about the man who built his house on the rocks and all, the man who built his house out of straw. He's, he's talking to you about the foundation of your mind. What is your mind built on? What do you believe? What do you practice every single day? First thing I do when my clients come into my office is I sit, they sit down and I sit and I do a uh, intake on them. And the reason that I do an intake is because I got to find out what's going on with you. So I sit them down and I say, so what brings you in today? And they tell me up front what they think their problem is. Well, I'm depressed. I'm having homicidal thoughts, suicidal thoughts, whatever. And then I look at, have they been treated in the past? The next thing I, I look at is um, what kind of medications they've taken or whatever. So then I start my own little intake. I start asking them questions to see if they are in psychosis, if they're depressed, if they're manic, if they're anxious, do they have what kind of what kind of thoughts they have. I look at if they how many times they've been in the hospital, uh, medical or psychiatric hospitals. I look at their life from a holistic perspective. I take them back into their childhood. I want to know about your mom, your dad. I want to know your experiences growing up because all that tells me how you think, what you were exposed to, and why you are doing the things that you're doing. What a person is doing is a clear indicator of what they are thinking. If you ever want to know, your people think that you cannot tell what is hidden in their heart but guess what that is a lie you can tell whatever is hidden in anybody's heart by what they do we are creatures of habit and we cannot hide what's in the human heart it will always manifest in your behavior at some point and so that's what i do i look at all the things that the person has been through throughout life and uh, before I make a diagnosis. I um, look at if they've been around aggression, if they've been aggressed, uh, if somebody's been aggressive to them, if they've been in abusive marriages, how many. If you, a lot of people have unfortunately been molested by grandfather, uncles. Um, I hear thousands of stories of young kids um girls and boys i'm sorry girls and boys i'm gonna say that again keep your kids safe i know you don't want to believe that these men and these women are doing this stuff but unfortunately they are so you just you want to use common sense always 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 don't lean on your own mind oh they're not gonna do that 
You cannot see what's hidden in a person's heart until it manifests in their behavior. So in the back of your mind, just remember there's a strong possibility that this may have happened to that person or they may be harboring those um, thoughts in their mind because the Bible says that man is evil from youth and that um, man has... Um, the heart is deceitfully wicked, so you don't know what's God says all kind of things uh is inside of man's heart, so man is capable, and when I say man, I mean men and women are capable of all types of things. Remember, I told you that's why Jesus kept Mag Mary Magdalene and the other women close to him, so we want to be mindful at all times. Um, so yeah, I look at, um, everything they've been through in their childhood. I look at what they're doing now. If they're married, do they get along in their relationships? I look at all of these things before I make a diagnosis of depression, anxiety or whatever, or, um, personality disorder. There's hundreds of thousands of disorders. And so what am I saying? Why am I saying all that? The reason I'm saying that is because, there is something, again, I say this all the time, there is something seriously wrong with the human mind. God said that man is evil. Um, we are evil from from youth, meaning we have learned all these things, a lot of things we were born with through genetics. But 99% of the things is picked up in the environment. And unfortunately now, we are all in one giant environment all over the world because technology has truly advanced. Now, everybody in the whole world has access to everybody. So now we're truly conforming to one world and one way of thinking, which is dangerous. That is why you must be in the world, but not of the world. When you give yourself to God, one of the number one things that I have found that truly helps me to stay close to God is to fast and pray all the time. Your relationship with God should be the most important thing in your life. Not your marriage to your spouse, not your kids, but God. Because when you stay close to God, he's going to stay close to you. It's not God that leaves us. It is us that leave God. So we need to stay close to God at all times. We need to stay close to Jesus at all times and make sure that we are learning the right things in life because why the man is the head of the family unfortunately i know we got a lot of single moms out there that is not the correct way that is not how god intended for things to be but unfortunately it grew like that over the years and so we have a lot of single moms out there and even though we do have single moms out there we have to um Pray for a husband or ask God to give us covering. Regardless, if you don't have that man around, we still have to stay close to God through Jesus Christ. And Jesus will protect us just like he did all those other women, guys. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about because he has protected me my whole life. And I'm so thankful to God. Have I made mistakes? Have I did things that I'm not happy about? Yes, I am. But I will not leave God's sight. I will not leave Jesus. And if I find myself... Moving away from God and moving towards the world, I will immediately go and fast because for me, what helps me is to remember that um, I have a death day coming one day. And I may not die until I'm 100 years old. I don't know. 
But God says not to be concerned about living a long life, but living a good life, living a righteous life so that um, you can go to sleep at night and sleep peace peacefully, number one. And also so that you want to make sure that your last breath on earth is your first breath in heaven. And so that's my, that is one of my biggest, um, um, that's what motivates me every single day. I want my last breath on earth to be my first breath in heaven. I want to make God proud of me. I want to hear uh, Jesus say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So, yeah, that is why I live the way that I live. And I'm not ashamed. I don't follow other people. Never have, never will. I, I want to live my life um, and do the work that God has for me to do. I want to be like Jesus. When Jesus was done, he said, it is finished. He came. He did what he was supposed to do. He said, it is finished. Paul said, I have run the race. Meaning he did the job that he came to do and he was looking for his crown. Um, you remember Steve Jobs. Um, Steve Jobs was um, the Apple um, the Apple computer. He was one of the inventors of that. Steve Jobs was a billionaire, guys. He had money on top of, on top of, on top of money, you know. He died very young and guess what he died from? pancreatic and liver cancer he had all this money but he did not have enough money to heal his liver and his cancer in 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 his pancreas and so as a result he died a billionaire and right before his death the the one thing he talked about he said live each day like it is your last day on earth and so that is my message to you today that we have to live each day like it is our last day on earth Live for God. Choose God. Learn to walk away from um, these things that's keeping us, um, keeping strongholds on our mind in this world. We got to realize um, quickly that we were all sent here with gifts and talents that the world need so that we can give our lives to God and the Holy Spirit can come within our minds and hearts and start working with us um, to clean up all that wrong thinking and um, renew our minds with God's word. And the way that you do that is you keep praying and seeking and reading the word and reading the word and reading the word because the Bible said faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So you got to keep hearing the word of God so that it can get down into your subconscious mind. We have two minds and that subconscious mind is where all that information is stored and we want to get it down into our soul so that um, the Holy Spirit can go in there and help us to clean all that up because we want a renewed mind. So we want to be able to practice new things. In order to practice new things, you guys, you got to have new information. If you're only working with the information that you learned since 12th grade, then you're not, um, you're just only, you're kind of trapped and just not really doing anything. We sh we're, we're created in God's image. and We have the ability to be creative beings. But in order to create in this world, guys, we got to have new information. Now information is at our fingertips because of YouTubes and things of that nature. But we have to be proactive, guys. We have It is our responsibility to get the information that we need. And the best information that you can ever get in your life is the information about Jesus Christ, knowing that Jesus died for our sins and that he loves us so very much. He is your brother. He wants to help you. He don't want any of us to suffer. Unfortunately, we, you know, we're all going to go through things in life. We're going to have physical illnesses, mental illnesses, 
uh, financial illnesses. But if we get with God, God will teach us. He will deliver us. He will show us the, the way to go. And so I just want to thank everybody for tuning in to Conversations with Dr. Jennifer Ryan. I'm excited about my birthday. Uh, I'm so um, thanking God for giving me um, the words to um, speak to you guys today. And I'm going to encourage everyone that if you don't, if you haven't repented of your sins, to do that today. And the way you do that is you just come to God just like a little child. Humble yourself just like a little child and confess your sins. Just confess to him the things that you've done and tell him that you're truly sorry for your sins and um, that you're repenting your sins in the name of Jesus. That is the seal right there, in the name of Jesus and the Holy Spirit of God. And at that moment, you will become born again and then the Holy Spirit will come into your life and um, start working with you. And then you start reading the Word of God and practicing living righteously because that's the goal is to develop the mind of God, the mind of Christ, and learn to live a righteous life. And uh, we have to die daily to the things that control us. So um, thank you for tuning in, in again, everyone that that signed up today. I, I will have uh, more teachings in the future. As I grow greater, I'll um, evangelize more. Um, I am excited about this new transition in my life, and I'm so thankful that today was the day that I did my first big talk, and I actually freestyled everything just based upon all the knowledge that God that I, uh, has allowed me to um, instill within my own mind. So I am so thankful and so, so happy, and I hope that I please God with what I did because, like I said, I freestyled everything based upon just years of study, and I've been studying for many, many, many years. God put a calling on my life in, like, 30 at age 30 and that's when I developed that hunger for Christ and I just started studying the word because if you're going to teach something you have to understand it you have to live it you need to know about it you need to know what to do if you screw up you mess up the whole nine because it's all about the kingdom of heaven the whole purpose and everything is um like Jesus said so the kingdom of heaven can get to the earth I know we all want to go to heaven, but if we live now in a way that we, uh, if we live a light, a righteous life right now, the kingdom of heaven can actually get to the earth through you. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves from, from and pray, I will hear their prayers from heaven and heal their land. See, God is letting you know that the kingdom of heaven can get to the earth through you. If you humble yourselves and pray. Um, and if you listen to the Lord's prayer, it says, Lord, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. He's Jesus is telling you to pray this prayer. The goal is to get the kingdom of heaven to the earth to heal our lands. And how do you get the land healed? By healing our minds. Because we're the ones that's destroying the land. Anyway. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Conversations with Dr. Araya. You guys be blessed. If you need, um, you can log on to my website, arayaglobal.com. You can shoot me an email, text, whatever. I'll be glad to have conversations with you. Um, I'll be posting more in the future. So be blessed and talk to you soon.